podcast, we take a look at much anticipated Spider-Man No Way Home, Jason Statham's new movie with Guy Ritchie, Wrath of Man, Resident Evil reboot, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, and Mike Mills' new film with Joaquin Phoenix, Come On, Come On. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Cementality Movie Podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Uh, it really helps numbers, so that's very much appreciated. So without further ado, enjoy the show. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, movie critic, <laughs> uh, Mr. Joe Hines. Hello, Joe. How are you? Wow. <laughs> I didn't know I was one of those. Just roll um, with it. Just roll with it. Yeah. Hey, James. How's it going? <laughs> it's going well. It's going well. Um, it's been a bit of an absence uh, sure. for us for the, uh, I guess, the last few months. Um, there's a lot we've missed, but we're, we're back. College got the better of us. And uh, we're back reviewing movies for the public um, because, you know, it's not like you guys have like opinions for yourselves or anything. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, this week on the show, we'll be looking at uh, a little known movie called Spider-Man No Way Home. Don't know if you guys have heard of it. Uh, Jason Statham will be teaming up with uh, Mr. Guy Ritchie, uh, ex-husband of Madonna. Uh <laughs> For Wrath of Man. Um, and the new Resident Evil movie, Resident Evil uh, Welcome to Raccoon City, uh, as well as Joaquin Phoenix's new movie with Mike Mills, Come On, Come On. So that's what you can expect on the podcast today. Um, so, uh, Joe, how are you? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Um, you know, hanging in there. Um trying to duck and weave all these different fucking uh, COVID variants. Um, but yeah, I've just been having, you know, it's been a good year for film. I think you and me have been looking back on the year so far and yeah. um, we've had a lot of good times in the cinema this year uh, or at the latter half of the year. Um, been seeing a lot of good films lately. Um, be interesting to see now award season coming up, what gets nominated, what doesn't. I know we were looking at the shortlist recently for some of the Oscars, uh, for some of the Oscar categories. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a good year. It's been a good cinema year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the Oscar shortlist came out the other day. It's been a bit of controversy to Tane, which is the, uh, the, the French car fucking movie. Um, didn't get didn't get picked uh, on the shortlist. Uh, is that is that a spoiler to to even say anything about Tatane? No, sexual relations with cares. It's out there. It's out there. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I don't know anything more than that. But um, yeah, I mean, there's been a bit of been a bit of controversy about that. There's in the VFX uh, categories. There's been some controversy with like Black Widow getting nominated over. Uh, movies like The Suicide Squad and The Green Knight, um, you know, especially the I thought The Suicide Squad's VFX were um, pretty fucking excellent, especially for Starro. I thought I thought that was really really good stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it is what it is. Like you know, you just said it there before we started recording. It's like who gives a shit about the Oscars at this mm. stage? Do you mm. know what I mean? Like yeah. the viewership it goes down every year, so it's very clear that people are starting to care less about it. Um, you know, it's like I always say, like, if you care that much about the Oscars, the name the best picture of 1977, it's like nobody can. 
when I think of like years of like 1977, I think of like Star Wars, um, you know, stuff like that. So really like best picture never really has mattered anyways. Mm. Um, I know it's like fun to bet on and stuff like that, but who who cares? Like it's, it's art, you know what I mean? It shouldn't be, there shouldn't be competitions. Yeah, Just I don't enjoy know. The movies. It's funny you picked 1977 because like Rocky won Best Picture. <laughs> so, well, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yo, fuck Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> no one talks about Rocky anymore. Uh, no, no one talks about me. Yeah, that was my Rocky. Adrian. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that just sounds like Chris uh, Sloan now, doesn't it? He just sounds like a like an old man. Yeah. I downloaded that gradient app one time. They told me I looked like um, a bunch of Italian men. So I had um, Al Pacino, I had uh, Gigi Buffon, goalkeeper, and I had um, Sylvester Stallone. I don't think no. it works, but yeah. There's no coincidence that they're all Italians, though. I got Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's that's problematic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. On with the news. <laughs> On with the news. Uh, we kind of touched upon the Oscar stuff there. Um, Spider-Man: No Way Home. It's doing quite well. It has earned almost six hundred million dollars, or five hundred eighty-seven million, uh, international, um, in its opening weekend. Uh, which that's crazy numbers. That that's like the second biggest opening weekend of all time, um, behind like Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah, crazy stuff. Joe, what do you think? I mean, you know, I think it will get to a billion. I know with numbers like those, um, you'd you'd hope that it would get into the two billion dollar club, but I just, I just can't see that happening with the pandemic, and I also think such a big part of this movie without giving spoilers away it, it was like the kind of the reveals and um yeah the whole kind of thing of like avoiding spoilers mm. which i think is a big reason why it had such a huge opening weekend and i think and, and time will tell next weekend i think there will be a huge drop off mm. and then the following week an even bigger one because i think especially here in ireland and i can't really speak to america because i'm not too familiar with how code is going on in america but um not well with omicron <laughs> not, not well, well. <laughs> but, refu- but with omicron they refuse, they refuse I, to give out like free covid tests to the american people oh, what the what the fuck Bruh. come on americans yeah <laughs> but i i they're, think they're usually I, so I, sensible they're usually so fucking sensible you know i know like, yeah think, there's yeah yeah they always have their shit together i know um i i, I think now and I hate to be the guy who keeps bringing it up, but I think COVID will have an effect with this new variant. And I think that there's a lot of people who just won't go go to the movies um, at risk. I know I know personally a lot of people who still wouldn't go to the cinema um, because the idea of being in a confined room with a load of other people is just, it's just bad news. And I think as well, you know, going back not even that long ago, only a few months, you know, there was a time where cinemas, they're, the capacity was so much smaller. Um, you know, if you bought a ticket, you know, the row in front of you and the row behind you would be off limits and the two seats either side of you would be gone as well. That's not the case now. It's, I, th- I, b- I believe it's 50% capacity 
when I went to see No Way Home, um, it was pretty much a full house. Uh, so I don't, re- I don't really think they stuck to the 50% capacity, mm. not to um, call out my cinema. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the way it is. If one of those fuckers had Omicron, I mean, <laughs> we're all screwed. Mm. But like, you know, um, that's just the reality of the situation. That being said, though, it makes me happy that the movie made a lot of money because it is a great film. We'll talk about it later. Um, but yeah, I, I just think in this day and age, in the climate that we're in, movies making billions of dollars at the box office, just I just don't think it'll happen. I think this is kind of an anomaly, honestly. So what are the final projections from you? Ends its theatrical run, how much do you think it's going to make? Um... I'm going to say one, what did Avengers, Avengers made 1.5 billion, wasn't it? So I'm going to say. In game? No, no, the first Avengers. Oh, uh, yeah, I think um, 1.4 or 5, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say that this will make 1.3 billion. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm the other way. I think, okay. I think this movie is going to make about 2.5 billion. <laughs> really yeah wow okay yeah yeah because it's the second biggest opening um next to uh, endgame so i think it's going to breeze past two billion and i don't i think the drop-off that we're going to see in the in the in the coming weeks is going to be very very low um yeah i i think this is going to get to two billion easily uh i'll say that much 2.5 is very optimistic, but I do think I do think it's going to end up like 2.5 billion. <laughs> I, you see, I just can't get. I I think that there will be a severe drop off this weekend, and especially next weekend, because if you really wanted to see the movie, you would see it the first two weeks. I feel like that's just bog yeah. standard. Yeah. Um. I was talking with a friend recently, and he was he brought this up. It's actually, it, it's actually hilarious how pirated the footage has been on like apps like Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. You can basically watch the fucking movie by just scrolling through TikTok. It's, it's a joke. <laughs> and I, I don't remember it being that bad for any other film. Even when Endgame came out, um, it was like a real challenge to find like scenes like Cap holding Mjolnir or, or stuff like, or the portal mm-hmm. scenes. Mm-hmm. You go on TikTok, literally you wouldn't be scrolling for 10 seconds and you will see like the major scenes. Um, and again, like, you know, it's not like the whole movie is on TikTok, but what I mean is like, it's being clipped pretty heavily. And um, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are like, Oh, so-and-so is in it. Well, now I know I don't have to go and see the movie or, Oh, I know this happens to such and such a person. Don't care now. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have to say, no, I, I really think that there's going to be a huge drop off after okay. this week and next week. Maybe 1.3 is a little low, maybe 1.4, 1.5. Yeah. But I, I don't think it'll cross 1.5 billion. But then again, what the fuck do I know? Well, Far From Home made 1.1 billion. True, but that wasn't in a pandemic. And and the, no. point, the point I'm making is like, I really think that a lot of people, and I think our generation, like our age group, aren't as fearful, but I think a lot of like older people are. Hmm. And they have a lot of say on who does and doesn't go to the movies, you know, with their kids and stuff like that. So, mm. um, yeah, 
I, I, I think again, it's an ex, it's a huge opening and a real testament to the fandom and and what this movie has meant to people, um. And and like I don't know, maybe it's weird that I was like, oh, nice. I felt kind of proud as like a Spider Man fan when <laughs> when it made all that money, but like, I just can't see it going to the two billion dollar club. I just think um, in this day and age, it's just too much. Well. If there's one thing you can take from the movie, it's that people really, really want to see Sandman played by Thomas Hayden Church again. <laughs> right. That's, all that. yeah. that's uh that's all I can gather from and and uh Reese fans as well from uh Yeah. Yeah, the amazing Spider-Man. everyone was wondering, oh, wonder what Dr. Curtis Connors was doing. A lot of nostalgia for for him. But anyway. Exactly. So, like, are, are we placing bets on this? Like, low stakes betting? We're gonna whoever's closer. Okay, I, I, I will bet you. How about this? Do you, let's let's say. Okay, so here's the bet: if okay. it makes under two billion, I win. But if it makes over two billion, you win. Well, whoever's closer, I feel like that's the easiest way to do this. Okay. Yeah. That's probably that's, the easiest. Okay. Yeah. So um, you say I'll you're. Say, yeah. I'll say <laughs> it's going. I'll right say. <laughs> I'll, I'll say. say. Okay, I'll say one point five. I'll say one point five. One point five. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Okay. One point six. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for two point four billion dollars. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Two billion dollars. Will be the bet then. Oh, I don't know. Um. Um, I don't know. What, do you want like a pint or something? <laughs> Seven hundred euro, no joke. Um, one point four billion dollars. Yeah. The winner, the winner the gets the box. the winner gets the difference. Exactly. Yeah, that sounds yeah. fair. <laughs> I'll have to get a few extra ships in the bear. I'll, 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 I'll pay you the price of a pint, and you can get me like a box of pop tarts or something like that. Okay, uh, I'll I'll buy you a ticket to the cinema. Thank you. Perfect. Actually, do you okay. know what? That would be probably yeah. I'll I'll just give you whatever. Like they're basically the same thing, aren't they? Well, I know actually, <laughs> pint is like I have no idea about how much a pint is. Um, it's like fiver. I don't. I just give. I just give money. Um. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's talk about the the trailer for the. Uh, can you say much anticipated? It's there, there's been a lot of intrigue around this Nicolas Cage movie, um, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Do you want to talk about that, Joe? Yeah, it's basically Nick Cage playing Nick Cage, um, and he's traveling to see this. I don't know what his profession is, but it's uh, it's the dude from Mandalorian, who's <laughs> this rich guy who mm. he's, I guess, just. You know, he's a, like there a, and just he, hanging out a, with him. He's like a billionaire playboy who has an obsession with Nicolas Cage, and he just wants him over for his birthday. As far as and just have like a play date, I guess that's kind of what I could. I guess so that's what I could kind of derive from this trailer. Um, when this was announced, there was kind of a lot of interest and excitement. I think with you and I, um, saw the trailer for this, and we, we were just talking about it before we started recording. Uh, not like it's kind of boring. <laughs> I don't know. 
was yeah. funny. Like he, the jokes for me just didn't land. Like the one with the wall at the end, I was like, mm. "This is just silly. Like this is this isn't funny. It's just yeah. stupid." Mm. Um, I sound like such a grouch, but like, <laughs> yeah, I just thought it would be funnier. Like I thought I would be like, really. I thought I'd be way more excited to see this movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's an interesting project for Cage. I wonder like how he's going to play himself like is he going to play a version of himself or is he actually going to just be like kind of a naturalistic performance it'll be it'll be weird it's so it's it's so meta it's so strange um it could be funny i mean but the trader really didn't for me it didn't do anything um it didn't get me more excited if anything i'm just like meh mm-hmm. uh it seemed like the kind of movie that would be like a netflix release as well yeah so yeah um, I mean, look, we'll wait and see. I mean, one of the one of the trailers I was least impressed with this year was the the card counter, and the the card counter is one of my favorite movies of the year, uh, and, and yours as well. Um, but yeah, look, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. I, he just fucking great. <laughs> He's a legend, <laughs> you know. Uh, Pedro Pascal is great too, and who else you got? Neil Patrick Harris, Tiffany Haddish. Um. Yeah, I mean, it could be fine. It could be fine. I mean, it has the makings, and and as you were talking about the card counter, it just um came to my mind. Pig is one of my favorite movies of this year. Mm. Um, and Cage just he just delivers like a fucking great performance in that film. Um, and I think he's really been having this kind of renaissance lately. Um, I feel like him. I I kind of um. This might be a weird comparison, but like I look at his career compared to like Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is doing all these like really shitty like B action films and sci fi films that are just no use and just boring and crap. And Cage has been doing these really kind of just these strange like really kind of balls to the wall movies that are kind of taking a big risk. Like Pig as a movie, it's very strange. Like the if you were to describe the plot to someone, they'd be like, "What the fuck." But it just works, and I feel like he's taking these risks. And I hope this one, I hope this movie is at risk, and, and I hope it pays off. But again, the trailer just didn't really, didn't impress me. Anyways, mm-hmm. I feel like this is um, a fan servicey meme movie. <laughs> like it's just it's it's a movie that was probably sold on the fact that Nicolas Cage is just the most memeable actor. I love him. I think he's great. I watch him in anything. But he is kind of like a meme. <laughs> he's like a, a walking, talking cartoon character. And uh, I think it was probably sold on that. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I, My expectations are just uh, pretty negative now. Um, but look, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. This week, we were gifted... And I mean gifted with uh, the new trailer uh, for the new movie from Robert Eggers, the the guy behind uh, the Vivitch and uh, the Lighthouse, um, one of our our favorite filmmakers on the show, I would say, Joe. That, that's fair to say. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, just in case I'm speaking for you, but uh, yeah, this is the the Northman, which has a wonderful ensemble cast, including. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Ethan Hawke, Annie Taylor-Joy, Nicole Kidman, Willem Dafoe, 
and uh, Bjork as well. Is that is that how you pronounce? I know I used Bjork, to say yeah. I say Bjork, but then I hear other people from that neck of the woods and they say Bjork. So tomato, uh, tomato, tomato, tomato. I guess like Bjork sounds better. Um, yeah. You know. So um, and then um, Yaron Black Blachke is the cinematographer on this. I think he did uh, The Witch as well. So yeah, cool. Um, it's it's basically what if Hamlet was a Viking, and but that's cool. That's fucking cool. This trailer is one of the best of the year, one of the best in recent memory, I would say. Uh, you know, um, obviously the Batman is still. I think the first Batman trailer probably has like a better rhythm to it than the second one, but the second one's a great trailer, all the same. Um, but yeah, this is great. Joe, talk about this trailer for a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I got a huge kick out of it. I was, I've been looking forward to this movie for a while and like seeing the set pictures and like, like the, the actual like towns that they've constructed for this film. Like it's a, it's a, it's an epic. And, um, it was funny. Like I went on to the A24 Twitter. I just assumed that A24 were making this movie, but Mm. I guess they're not. It's maybe it's too big of a film. Um, the way how Eggers is talking about it, like a lot of, like, he said that he wants to, if, if it was up to him, the characters in the film would have been speaking like Viking, like, mm. or however they would have talked back then. But like, just the way how the, the scale of the film that just, they couldn't do that. Um, even I think I remember an interview um, with the guy from Collider and Eggers was saying how the ball guy um, from Collider. Yeah, Frost, uh, Frosty, right? Um, I don't know. He was even saying how... <laughs> no idea. He, he was even saying... He'd be called like Cornflake oh, for all I know. I don't know. <laughs> cornflake. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Cocoa Pop. Uh, exactly. Um, but he was talking about how like th- he was kind of constricted as to like the aspect ratio and the lenses that he could use. Like with a movie this size, like it has to appeal to as many people as possible just because of the budget um that being said this trailer was fucking epic um just like and it's it's so eggers as well like you can see that there's like witchcraft and shit like that and visions and that's the kind of stuff that i was kind of wanting like sure i like a historical epic with these big battles but at the same time like i want that eggers lighthouse witch weird shit that he's so good at um and also he's co-writing this with the guy. He's a Icelandic poet. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of accuracy. And I say accuracy in a kind of a loose way, because I know, again, it's going back to the Vikings. It's not like they had photographs and shit like that back then. Um, so yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I just, I, I, I just think this movie is going to be one of those epics. I feel like this is going to be the last of the Mohicans for our generation. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is the last of the Mohicans for white guys. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, I think last of the Mohicans was for white guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like my dad's favorite movie, so that would explain a lot. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, this looks great. Um, it's it, It's it got Eggers kind of written all over it. Um, how many movies has he made? Like three? This is the third three. one. Yeah. This is the third, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's very, very clearly like he has um, established an aesthetic uh, signature style for himself. I mean, if you like say if there's like no names like attached to this trailer, you, you kind of know it, it was him. 
But um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait for this. This is going to be uh, one of the best movies of next year. It's going out, it's going out um, late April of next year. So uh, people have um, that to look forward to. Let's talk about Sonic, guys. I know, I know you want to hear about Sonic. Our thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yeah. 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 Look, I mean, it is a good trailer. It's a good trailer, I have to say. It's it's it's, it's very well put together. There's some slight kind of uh, redesigns going on. I feel like Sonic is kind of in the face area. His mouth. I don't know if you noticed that, Joe. You probably didn't. Um, <laughs> don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, but the big draw here is Knuckles, right? Everyone wants a bit of Knuckles, especially since he's voiced by Lufa himself, uh, Mr. Idris Elba. Um, it sounded like I said Lufa, you know, instead of Luther. Said Lucifer. No. Like uh, a cockney like Lucifer. Lufa. I'm <laughs> Idris Elba. Um, yeah, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's uh, Knuckles, voiced by Idris Elba. And uh, he fucking lied to us. Someone asked him in an article. Would Knuckles sound sexy? He said no. Fucking lying bitch. He he sounds fucking sounds fucking hot. Sounds fucking for an echidna, you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Just leave that there. Precipitate in the air. <laughs> I just have this. I just have this vision now of like you watching the trailer, and as soon as he starts talking, like you just get like really excited and start jumping up and down. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Now we kind of want to see this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, personally, I'm more of a Tails guy, but you know, whatever. Yeah, well, he he's a young boy, so that makes sense. Wait, what? I thought Tails was a girl. <laughs> Tails is a boy. Oh. Bruh. <laughs> Man, why did you just rose? <laughs> like a baby fox. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was a rabbit. No. Fucking Sonic, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Joe S. Furry confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can we stop talking about Sonic, please? No, it's fun. It's fun. I'm learning new things about you. Um, <laughs> um, is that kind of all? That's it for the news? That's it for the news. We're on to the review section. And uh, we're going to start with... Um, Everyone's favorite man, Wrath of Man. <laughs> um, Joe, tell us about Wrath of Man. So Wrath of Man follows H, a cold and mysterious character working at a cash truck company responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around Los Angeles each week. The point of the game is to get the ball in the hole. The point of a woman is to shut the fuck up, Dana. Well, that Ivy League education is really working for you, boy Sweat. Pretty soon you'll all be working for me. Power's in this big head here. Well, it's definitely not in your little head. Or are you still blaming the beer? No, Japsai, you gonna take your shot at what? At least I'll still be here next week to take a shot. What's that supposed to fucking mean? He's already got your road job. Heard around the pool table is. Boss has eyes for the new boy. What, flat-footed limey? I shit him. Maybe you should say that to his face. Maybe I will. I spy with my little eye, but I smell fear. That doesn't make any sense. Hey, John. You're an idiot. Fucking assholes. Here comes the walk of shame. Yo, action man. Nobody will be here. 
Na. Sorry, uh... You mind? So, uh, where'd you work before then? Orange. Delta. Security. Europe. Jolly exciting, was it, mate? Yeah. Spectacular. You ain't much for talking, are you, Mary Poppins? Oh, no, I can talk. I just don't want to talk to you. Let me buy you a beer. Just make sure you drink it over there. I gotta give it to you, H. You're a real social magician. First you take his job, and then you make him cry in his beard. Now, James, you and I have very differing opinions on this film. Um, because I, to I, I told you that it was on Amazon, and I was like, man, you need to watch this movie. You watched it, James. What did you think? I think if Wrath of Man was an actual man, I would beat the shit out of that man because I hate him so much. I think this is one of the most hateful movies I've seen this year, and I've seen about 80 uh, new movies. Um, this is like... Um, I know this is out... In cinemas in the in the states, right? This this is like a, an Amazon release over in the UK and over here. So, yeah, I just think it's it's awful. I think that it's probably Guy Ritchie's worst movie since uh, Revolver, um, which is a, just another just god awful movie. Um, I missed the I missed the I missed the Sherlock Holmes days. You know, that was like really well choreographed, directed action with fucking solid wit and great acting and i don't know he just made like a jason statham movie like the ones that are like um that aren't the mechanic or, or transporter you know not that they're great anyway but it's just the script is awful um jason statham does his thing and it's fine but it's it's not like and it has like this kind of dark humor like laced throughout it. like you can tell like it this isn't exactly the real world it it, it, it kind of like resembles it there's they're going for something kind of darkly comedic and I'm just it, it's it's not funny enough or dark enough to um to justify that sort of creative choice um and yeah, I don't know. I just I didn't connect with any of the characters. Um, also, there's like the narrative structure of the movie is kind of mind boggling to me, and that kind of feeds into the bloated runtime. This movie is about I think it's just over two hours, I think, or thereabouts. But there's no need for it to be. Um, yeah, I, I, there's 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 like three parties at play here. Um, that we kind of get dis different perspectives of, and really, I'm not in. I'm only interested. I should be only interested in one, 
and yeah, we're, we're getting perspectives from all three. I don't know like how much I can, uh, how much I can say with this because like, you know, obviously you said like his name is H and then you kind of find out what his deal is later on, but uh, that's all I'll say, but it's, it's just, it is just not needed and it, and even when you're watching it's like it's uninteresting and i'm i was just there i was watching my dad and like we're just we've been talking about the last few days like how fucking awful it is um which is nice you know <laughs> but um yeah uh i don't like it i yeah i, I hate it i just didn't no <laughs> never again nah <laughs> i'm non verbal <Okay. laughs> anyway joe sorry yeah let me wipe the shit off the off the off the movie i just dumped on there get that i mean okay i'll go i i I see i see look i opened up amazon prime and i saw jason satan in a suit with his hands like this you know the kind of the typical like you know fuck you kind of stance and i was like okay this is a jason satan movie directed by guy ritchie what am I expecting? Right, I'm going to expect an action hero who probably doesn't say much, acts like a badass, says, you know, things here and there, and you're like, ooh, mm. right? And it's Guy Ritchie, so I'm expecting some form of, like, stylized action, right? Mm. This movie delivered on all those things, all the promises it made. You were talking about the narrative structure. I actually fucking love the narrative structure. Oh. I think it was, I thought it was, I thought it was such a ballsy move at one stage they go with the perpetrators of like a lot of the crimes in this movie. They, they completely, they completely go away from like the main characters for like what seemed like a solid amount of time. Like I want to say like 15, 20 minutes. I was like, that's a Aussie thing to do. And like, it's the typical kind of like macho. And again, no spoilers here. Like, Oh, fuck society, society fails, all this sort of shit. But at the same time, like it's compelling enough where like, that everything is in sequence so smartly and like well done where I felt like a lot of the action was I guess like for me you know this movie could have been the one hour 30 one hour 40 film it should have been I think (laughs) but this is why I liked it because I felt like it took its time Mm. and like it didn't um you know, it didn't go with the cheesy, like, oh, this was for my son kind of shit. I, I liked how everybody kind of got their say. Like uh, Josh Harnett, who, by the way, it's great to see him in films again. He kind of took mm-hmm. a bit of a hiatus. Yeah. But um, like he's this kind of sleazy, kind of like no good character. But like even the movie takes its time to like be with him. And I kind of appreciate that you said you didn't really get much of a connection with the characters. Yeah. I went into this movie as like an action film a cheesy action film like mm. i wasn't expecting to like them but it turns out like i i still got a lot of info from them mm. and i kind of appreciated the movie for that mm. um i actually think look yes this movie isn't amazing but i think the action is well done it's an action film with jason statham like <laughs> what <laughs> like i don't i don't really see like what more you could really expect from it um which is weird because i went into this movie with literally zero expectations and i got what I felt like was a great film. Um, that being said, though, I can completely see your criticisms for the film, you know, going off of The Gentleman, which was my favorite film of 2019. Yeah. Um, I fucking love that movie. Um, I'm not saying that this film is anywhere near close to that. Um, you were talking about the dark humor. Um, 
I didn't. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't find the movie funny. But oh, like, me neither. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I did. Uh. Um, I actually found it to be kind of somber and like really depressing and a lot of well there's a mix there's there's a mix of tones there because like the whole the way everyone carries on like holtz what's the fucking mindhunter guy called holtz mccallany mccallany yeah sure is that yeah holtz bullet 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 is the character's name in the movie bullet yeah let's call him bullet yeah um (laughs) like he's like um i know i like video games but he's like the kind of the the video game character that kind of guides you through like the tutorial level. But um, sure. this video game character goes on for about two hours uh, on until something happens. And he's just like, it's, it's very stagey the way he's like delivering lines. He's like, it sounds like he should be in like, um, in like a sound booth, like delivering these lines. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. Fucking hell. Look, <laughs> again i can't i can't really like i can't really argue against the points that you're making mm. like they're all like you i mean you are kind of right like it's it's like that training wheels program mm. where it's like yeah you know this is this is where we offload the money and this is yeah. we have to make sure that you know they can see all two of us uh, on the camera mm. and it's like okay well that's clearly going to play in on the third act yeah, yeah. but um yeah, again, I just feel like this is, it's one of those movies that's just so easy to put on and watch. Um, and halfway through it, I paused it. I never do this, but I paused it to get a drink. And when I saw that there's like an hour left of it, I was like, yes, I haven't done that in a while. Usually I'm like, oh, fuck, another 30 minutes of this mm-hmm. shit. But um, I don't know, maybe it's just because I had zero expectations mm-hmm. for this film. Um, when I saw the I completely forgot that it was directed by Guy Ritchie as well, uh, which was a nice surprise. Yeah. Um, I'm just. You were talking about Sherlock Holmes. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of those Sherlock Holmes films. Um, I think uh, the Sword and Stone film that he did, what was it called King Arthur. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fine. I didn't really vibe with Aladdin. Um, I didn't see Aladdin. I think, but yeah, I probably. I think Guy Ritchie's. I, I, I think Guy Ritchie's strength earned doing these like scummy little, you know, criminal underworld films yeah. uh, and I think I've really liked the transition that this film made to LA which I think is just a great location for a crime film yeah. and I think that the actual setup of the movie and I believe this is based off a French film it is yeah, uh, maybe yeah. it's not French yeah. but um, I just think it's a great like I just think it's a great idea for a film like Cash Trucks uh, by the way the movie was originally called Cash Truck which is like the greatest fucking title for a film ever why yeah. did they change it to Wrath of Man I, don't know. I, I won't defend the movie on that the title is fucking terrible yeah Wrath of Man sense. is a terrible movie it's yeah. a terrible title um, but yeah that's <laughs> I feel like I did a poor job in defending the movie <laughs> yeah I, I like, like I, yeah. If, if you were defending this movie in court the movie would get the electric chair that, that's like <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah, definitely two life sentences. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's worth the watch. I like. I feel like if you enjoy Jason Statham action movies, you'll get a kick out of this film. Mm. Um, yeah. Also, and I have to say this because I can't spoil anything that happens in the third act as much as I would warn people off of it. Um, I thought the the stylized title sequence was one of the worst I've ever seen. Like that song, 
is one of the most for, I can't even hum it like it's so forgettable and then it's just like um graphics of like oh Jason Statham's silhouette and that fucking gray-haired guy that works for him and uh, I don't know. oh the title yeah yeah okay that was um, that was a bad that yeah. was yeah I mean, I, I don't know if the title sequence is, you know... It takes up a big chunk because, like, like, when you compare it to a movie that you love, The Gentleman, that has a pretty great title sequence where you have um, Cumberland... What's it, Cumberland Grass? Is that what it's called? Cumberland Grass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I remember that one, and it suits it perfectly, the the graphics uh, in that, like, title sequence. Um, What's it called? Cumberland... I, I I know the song anyway, but like it's a good song and it suits the the whole aesthetic of, of, of the movie. Um, this is actually going for something no. similar. It's actually a pretty similar format to The Gentleman, where you're getting like uh, different perspectives on the same story. But The Gentleman is just a way. It's um it's a movie with dark themes, with a sense of humor. And they're kind of going for this in Wrath of Man, even though like I don't think they were aiming for it to be as funny as the gentleman, but there is like this kind of extravagant quality to Wrath of Man. And that's that's incredibly present, like even like in the third act, where it's like oh look, I'm not gonna spoil it, but like um yeah. The invincible armor. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, here's what I'll say when you're talking about um, the the opening credits. I think the opening credits of this movie kind of sets up the film in the perfect way mm. compared to The Gentleman, which has... It, it sets you up for disappointment. Pretty much. No, no, it, do, it doesn't. <laughs> Look, he, here's the thing, right? The Gentleman, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. The Gentleman is a comedy, right? That is a movie where characters are making quips left, right, and fucking center. The Wrath of Man, the, if you were to compare the opening credits, right? It's slow, it's somber, and that's what this movie is. It's not a funny film. It's, if I, if I, honestly, it was kind of shocking to me that Guy Ritchie directed and the lack of humor and levity that there was. It's like, everything is revenge-based. Everything is crime-based. Everything is just like doom and gloom. And I kind of, I kind of fucking love that. I, I love the fact that, you know, Guy Ritchie just went and made, you know, a two-hour-long Jason Statham action film what can i say i i fucking love this movie also i wanted to give a shout out to chris ben, uh, benstead who's the composer the fucking soundtrack or the score to this movie is brilliant um he also did the gentleman do you disagree with that james <laughs> do you well, think like, well, well actually the the music that was playing uh through the title sequence was very forgettable so i like i mean it's not it's not terrible but I'm, I'm sure he did a good job. I just can't. I I I don't recall the score being particularly memorable. <laughs> I just we need we need, a, we need a third opinion on this. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, I'm so shocked. I'm actually here's the thing. I am so shocked that you didn't like this movie. I actually thought this movie would be so up your like straight. I I genuinely like. But I can see where I, I now that you say it, like I can see where you're coming from. Um, because I am one of those people who will forever mock those fucking shitty Jason Statham B action films. Yeah. But I felt like this was more than that. I just felt like this was one of those B action movies that Jason Statham has done, but it was just directed fucking excellently with fantastic action. Yeah. And I know your criticism was 
the narrative structure. I thought it was a really ballsy move what they did, and I and I actually thought that it worked. Mm. But um, yeah, the best way I can describe it, deriving from what you just said, is that yes, it's a very well directed movie. The cinematography, like directed as in camera work, that's a, exclusively camera work. Is all I'm saying. It's very competently directed. Um, you know, cinematography is good. It's fine. Uh, but it's that. But at the heart of it, it's one of those Jason Statham B movies that you see at midnight on, you know, on Virgin Media One uh, or Virgin Media Two uh, that you just would rather avoid. It's just that that that's what it feels like to me. Um, it's like yeah, it's like bottom of the Guy Ritchie pile. Um, see, I think like I think this is a better movie than the likes of Aladdin or Sherlock Holmes or any of those films. And I, yeah. I, I do like the Sherlock Holmes movies to some degree, yeah. but I just feel like, like you were saying, and I feel like we're, we're talking about like those B action films that play at midnight on like film four as like a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really see it as a bad thing. I think that they're enjoyable in their own way. Mm. Like they're very to the point and simple. Mm. I'm not saying the people who watch them are simple, <laughs> but like, I am. <laughs> I think that, there, I think that there's kind of, I don't know. I think that there's, I like those films and I feel like this was one of those movies, but just done to that tier higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend, I, I like, I would recommend this to people now, like over the Christmas time who want a movie to watch, you know, after the fucking Stevenson's days dinner and, you know, mm-hmm. watching new year's day or whatever. Like, I, I feel like this is one of those easy movies to watch. It's not super offensive. It's not super. I don't, I, I don't know how someone could. I don't know. Did, did you feel bored watching this movie? Like, Extremely, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I saw. I checked the time, and there was uh, at about an hour and ten minutes left, and I was so bored. I, my dad, my dad, like I was watching my dad, and he left. He left after about uh, about like. Uh, I think there's 40 minutes after the movie. I do, he said, I just don't care what happens to any of these guys. I don't care. <laughs> so it was like, I, I would have joined him, but I, need, I needed to watch it for this. So I was like, yeah, I just hated it. I thought it was absolute shit. <laughs> Again, <laughs> like I'm praised, I'm praising the movie. It's buying. It's definitely not perfect. Mm. Um, there are some things that I thought were quite questionable. Mm-hmm. I felt like, um, you know, sometimes, and Guy Ritchie, he has this kind of, he does this, and I can't completely hate on it because it is something that I do enjoy when he does. Mm-hmm. But like characters will say things where it's like, no human being would ever, ever say that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like these badass lines, but like, you know, it's Guy Ritchie, it's Jason Statham. <laughs> it's like, I love that shit, you know? Yeah. Um, Look, let's finish up on the film because I feel like we could <laughs> yeah. be going back and forth. But I will say, like, I completely see where you're coming from and the criticisms of this movie. Um, uh, <laughs> certainly, well, it's certainly not going to get in the shortlist for the Oscars. But yeah. um, I'm going to give this movie, fuck, I'm going to give this movie a four. You know what? Can we bring it up to 10? Uh, like a, like a, a score system out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah. What do you want to give it? Like a, a nine? I feel like a seven. 
A seven. Okay, so you're gonna get like a three point five. It matches it might. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, like look with a five star rating system, it's just like you double five and you double the score, you give it out of five. Well, yeah, but would it not just be easier to just say seven or ten? Well, seven out of ten is three point five, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah, but like <laughs> do, do we have to bring fucking decimal points into it? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, okay. Okay, you tell me what score you want to give and I'll translate into the five star uh system. Okay. 7 out of 10 okay cool Um, yeah I mean I have to give it a 1 like just based off what I've said yeah it's awful I hate it so so 2 yeah 2 out of 10 yeah yeah. okay fair enough Uh, like a 2 for like getting med and uh, yeah just for just for putting it to screen and it's actually not a badly directed movie for that 2 okay so come on come on was a new movie from Mike Mills who's Mike Mills you may ask Uh, he did was it 20th Century Women and uh, Beginners which I really liked I really like Beginners Um, this there's Joaquin Phoenix and Woody Norman Um, so Joaquin plays Johnny uh, who is an emotionally stunted spokesperson or spokesperson, a soft-spoken radio journalist who travels the country interviewing a variety of children about their thoughts concerning their world and their future. Then Johnny saddled with caring for his young nephew, Jesse. Jesse brings a new perspective and, as they travel from state to state, effectively turns the emotional tables on Johnny. Let's take a clip from Come On, Come On. So should I call you, like, Papa or Dad or just Johnny? You can call me whatever feels comfortable to you. I, I, I don't know. It's just I'm not used to being able to choose. Maybe we can just take this process slowly and and, and see, see how it feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just really sorry that your children died. Um... You know, I don't think I can do that part. Yeah, I, I told you that's how me and mom do it. If it makes sense for your mom to do that, that's cool, but it doesn't make sense for me, and that's what oh, I was explaining why, to you. Why does it make sense for you? Because it's, it's ridiculous. Is it? It's sad. The question is, why do you want to do it? You are just terrible at this. Oh, man, I'm trying. Let me ask you a question. Why does everything have to be like this? Kind of weird, eccentric thing I that like you do. It. I know, but why not just do something normal? Like What's everything normal? in your real life. What's normal? Okay, fine. Good point. Come on, come on. I saw this about like uh, two weeks ago. Um, and uh, yeah, I like the more than Rather Man. I like Joe's thoughts on it first. Joe, what do you think? Um, the first thing that kind of came to my mind when the credits started rolling was just a lot of emotion. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then also it was like, fuck, like they struck gold with Woody Norman. Um, yeah. I mean, if if they didn't get that role right, I, this movie wouldn't have even worked mm-hmm. even a tiny bit. Um, what I love about this film is it doesn't seem scripted. It seems like somebody just stuck a camera on a nephew and uncle for a couple of days and that was the film um and i love that i feel like the film is it's very tender it's it's full of heart i think that it's i mean it's my favorite of the year um i think joaquin phoenix gives 
one of his best performances. Um, Gabby Hoffman as well gives a really great performance. I think that the the story it's it, it it's such a well written story in that um, the profession of Joaquin Phoenix. I, I just think it's narratively it's just beautiful. I think that what it has to say. I think you know the way it uses children um, and kind of looking at the world from their perspective. Um, both in his profession and through the eyes of uh, Jesse, who plays Woody, Woody Norman's character, Jesse, um, who is the nephew. Uh, but really, I just couldn't get over um, how great Woody Norman was in the movie. Because I think, like, directing, directing like, actors as adults is challenging enough and trying to convey what you want them or how you want them to express emotions and lines and but doing that to a child, it's, it, it just seems like the most difficult thing. And this movie does it so well. Um, I don't know how the fuck Mike Mills did it. Um, I guess it's probably just a testament to how talented Woody Norman is. Um, but yeah, I just think the two of them just created this movie that's, again, it's just so full of heart. Um, I don't know how you could walk out of this movie and not be teary-eyed. Um, yeah, and I think as well, it has, I think... You know, we were talking about the cinematography before, uh, done by an Irish guy, and it is fucking gorgeous. It's a gorgeous movie. I love the aspect ratio. Um, I honestly, I wish more movies were black and white like this, but I think it lends itself to being like that. Um, but yeah, what did you think of it, James? Um, I'm just thinking, uh, just as you were saying, like it's your favorite of the year. It's like we've gone from a movie. I don't think we've ever had uh, as polarizing an opinion about a. a a release as recent as Wrath of Man uh, but yeah we're going from that to uh, Come On Come On which is actually my yeah my favourite movie of the year as well it is um, a phenomenal piece of work um, yeah it's uh, when when the credits started rolling the the tears started rolling it's it's fucking crazy it's it's it's, it's so 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 good um, I want to say Walking Phoenix has never been better but he's turned in so many great performances uh, in the last 10 or so years. And even before that, that it's like, you, you really need to think about uh, making a loaded statement like that. Um, Woody Norman is phenomenal. Uh, a star of the future, I would say. Um, I only found out he was English as well recently. It's um, crazy. It is, it is kind of nuts. Uh, straddles. Um, or walks the line between being incredibly annoying. He is incredibly annoying, but in a realistic uh, way um, that, you know, a child with um, the neurology of of someone like Jesse uh, would. Um, And Joaquin Phoenix is a perfect foil for him. Uh, It's very touching watching them. Uh, interact whether they're hugging or fucking playing together or if they're just freaking out at each other and being pissed off with each other it's just incredible to watch even though there's nothing world ending going on like another movie we're going to be talking about um it's incredibly gripping to watch how their relationship uh grows with you know within um you know their their family circle uh gabby hoffman as well as excellent i mean that's a role that could have been written as just this uh nag uh just this boring 
character that you check in every once in a while, but she has her own shit going on. I don't know how much I can say about that. I probably won't touch on, on that uh, too much just to, you know, not to spoil anything. But um, yeah, it's incredible. And 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 like the aesthetic choices here, like the, having the 4-3 aspect ratio, uh, like sex and just like, and um, having the, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, and having the having the movie in black and white is like a choice that like you wouldn't even think about when you're looking at the script for this. I'd imagine, like I wouldn't anyway. And then like it's done, it's and it 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 makes the movie somehow even better. You say you know people say you can't improve on perfections, like <laughs> somehow found found a way to do it. Um, yeah hot damn it's fucking good it's so good and it feels so real i mean there's interviews as i said like this this guy is uh like he plays a podcaster basically um but yeah the they interview like real children and they're you know they're they're asking them how they they feel about the world and they're oh man they fucking reduce you to tears anyway uh don't know about you joe but it's like it's just like yeah it's i mean they make so much sense in such a complicated world yeah which is a funny thing considering they're all so young um and i feel like echoing that then you have obviously the main relationship between um phoenix and, and norman and it's like it's just such a great addition and yeah again like it could have been the movie could have done a thing where it's like they could have complicated the plot so much more and added so much more just shite to it, like to complication. And, 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 and we even do this as well. Like when we're writing, it's like, you're just kind of throwing shit at characters and seeing how they react. But this movie just lets them kind of argue and talk out in hotel rooms or on the street, on the sidewalks in New York. Mm. And I feel like, and the more I watch, it's, it's just like, that's where you really find the characters and like what they have to say about one another. It's like what Paul Thomas Anderson used to say, Mm. you know, just put your two characters in a a coffee shop and have them talk Mm. and they'll do the rest of the work. And I feel like, yeah, that's what this movie did. It just kind of, that's where a lot of the movie just comes from. They're just literally walking from location to location. Um, And it's just a beautiful thing. I know it sounds really boring, but it's not, it's just like the movie's fucking hilarious as well, by the way. Um, Jesse has like some, fantastic lines um because he's of that age where like he understands empathy but it's like there's literally no barriers to what he will say um and that's just yeah it's fucking brilliant it's i was thinking about um uncut gems uh after you know when i was kind of reflecting on the movie having seen it and like just like not that you know they're free they're very different movies the subject matter is very different but they both feel they're two movies that i feel um or the characters in those movies those respective movies could exist in our world right now um i feel like you know they talk over each other um when they want to like interject like a normal human being would in a conversation um you know it's, it's kind of i guess mumblecore is kind of the uh, the, it's why you kind of label this, I guess. And do you know, like, and it's it's you're watching Joaquin Phoenix, right? And it's just this is just how like Joaquin Phoenix looks in his everyday life. You know, that's that's how he looks. And 
like you know and he's well not like uh looking for the limelight all the time he he's a, a one of the biggest stars in the world and he is a personality but that i was like hypnotized by what i was seeing by what he was projecting i didn't see any of that i didn't see i didn't see the the guy who was in the master i didn't see the guy who played the joker or any of that stuff i just saw this fucking um this guy i saw johnny you know um yeah which is incredible i think you know and i know i just said i don't give a shit about oscars but like you know it's the highest kind of accolade an actor can receive uh on screen for acting on screen and uh i mean hoffman norman and joaquin phoenix all deserve to be uh nominated and i would say even even win in their respective categories it's incredible please go watch it everyone it's so good it's so so good that's all i have to say joe that's all i have to say it's so fucking good it's yeah it's again please like i know again with no way home we're about to talk about it it, that taking up like 98 percent of screens um now more than ever it's like go and watch other films um and i know it's not up to everyone sometimes as far as I'm concerned, Come On, Come On only played in one cinema uh, where we're from here in Galway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't playing in the I or the IMC or anything like that, which yeah. is a shame because it's such a fucking fantastic film. Um, I think what we're trying to say here is like, please go see it so we can get uh, more Come On, Come On sequels. I want... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I just can't continue with that sentence. It's so fucking shit. But like <laughs> this, this, the Scoot McNary spinoff. Oh, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, yeah, I want to see how he gets on. Um, but yeah, please uh, go see it if you get the chance. Um, yeah, I don't know. it's probably going to be out some streaming service, and you'll find an audience there. But it, it is a a uh, not to sound like a an old fucking critic, but it's a triumphant. Uh, uh, experience to behold <laughs> in cinema. It is great though. It's great to behold. Like it's like that you yeah. do experience the old ego death when you're watching it. Like you're just a fly on the wall watching these normal people. Um, not the Sally Rooney kind, but like the you know, <laughs> uh, just going about their lives and reflecting and learning and screaming and acting. A lot, of, a lot of screaming in this a lot movie. of screaming not screaming a lot of like great screaming therapeutic screaming i have to put that caveat there very therapeutic screaming. um but yeah yeah it's good and and stay till after the credits as well because i haven't seen this with someone and um we were about to get up and then the credits are playing and then there was uh i don't think it's a there was interviews with the kids over the credits and like we got we sat back down we listened to the entire thing and the credits played over and like we looked behind us and like everyone was was gone we thought that everyone had sat back down again everyone was gone i was like that's a fucking shame i don't know if that happened in your screen joe um i just thought that was a shame there was like there was a good few people in in my screening of it but it was like three or four random people just got up and left and i you know i get it you know the credits roll it's just the natural kind of move it's just to get up and go but it's like with what they were saying it's like how could you leave i was just so kind of and like the emotion of the film as well kind of sending in um 
just the idea of oh shit better get my coat on and fucking go shopping you know just like, <laughs> sit, fucking sit down yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah yeah exactly exactly but i get it i get it yeah the lights went up so you know mm-hmm. um i'm guessing five out of five ten out of ten yeah, five. We'll just stick with five. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's just put it right there. If you okay. get stuck, Joe, just give me the number you want me to say. <laughs> Listen here, I'm not challenged. Okay, I know I understand maths. I, I'm just I like simplifying things, okay. not because I'm challenged mathematically. Okay, okay. Um. <laughs> um. Okay. James uh, has his calculator in his I hand. Do, I do, I do. Um, Re- ready to help me out. I do, I do. I have a table book out. Um, did you have the table book where it was like the fucking, like on the cover, it was like the guy made it like numbers and like um, plus signs and minus. Did you have the yeah. same one? Yeah. All right. Nostalgia. So I had the same one all throughout primary school. Um, yeah. In your secondary school, did you have the maths book where all the answers were in the back? Oh, what was that one called? Mm, uh, uh, what was it called? I remember the guy who wrote it was called O.D. Morris. Prick. <laughs> um, so, how God. dare he? Uh, what was it called? It was... Fuck. There was like a no bunch of... It, there was like a purple one and an orange one and a blue one and a green one. Shit, why the hell are we talking about maths? Fuck it. It's my fault. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we're gonna head on to the new Resident Evil uh, movie reboot. Joe, tell us about it. Um, set in 1998, this origin story explores the secrets of the mysterious Spencer Mansion and the ill-fated Raccoon City. James, I have never played any of the Resident Evil games, yeah. so uh, my knowledge is not that great when it comes to Resident Evil. Mm. But uh, so this was really my kind of first, I, I've never even seen the other movies, so this is really my first kind of uh, exposure to that world. Um, and it was not a great exposure. That being said, though, and I say this with as straight of a face as I can, I've never laughed as much in a movie like. We watched this together. It was fucking hilarious. Um, I don't know really what happened in the movie. I don't know why everybody started turning into zombies. I'm sure there's a reason in the game. Um, apparently, a guy got glasses at the end. You were telling me. Is that a spoiler? Uh, it's not real. It's like, uh, how could you... How could you I don't know. I, look, I'm, I'm, I mean, I know the story of the first, uh, the first one and a half games. Um 
spoiler. No, I don't think it's a spoiler. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I just don't really give a shit about Resident Evil because it's like all these Capcom games. The stories of these Capcom games, they're just. It's always like not a priority. I'll put it that way. It's um, they're just okay. cheesy as hell. It all like not just Resident Evil, but like Street Fighter and Devil May Cry. It's like the story is just, just shit. It's just bad. But yeah. Um, no, I mean, look, uh, I don't think it's a spoiler. Who gives a toss? Yeah, it, yeah <laughs> I, I, the listener can probably hear a lot of sighs. And look, I, I, I laughed. I laughed probably t- three times during the thing. And it wasn't because I don't know if it was intentional or not. There was a, a cow got flung up into the air or swallowed by the ground. I can't really tell. Visual effects were at play. Uh, it was very funny, though, because as it died, it mooed. <laughs> I don't I don't know why I found that funny because like I'm surrounded by cows, but that particular cow was funny. I don't like go around my house giggling at the cows outside. Um <laughs> but um yeah, this was awful. This was like one of the worst. I mean, I said it when I came out of the cinema and you know we saw this together. Um this is this is this is the worst um cinematic release um of the year, unless some other fucking vile piece of shit wants to rear its head um it is i'd imagine if i was anyway invested in the resident evil series i would be very disappointed in it it's going for obviously this cam factor that the first game has but it's not funny it's like on all and all the actors I mean, the actors that have been cast in these roles, these iconic roles, like they're, they're kind of iconic video game characters, I acknowledge that. But it's like the um, Beck from Victorious, uh, the Green Green Arrow's cousin, um, and some <laughs> the, the girl from the Maze Runner, and um, Hannah, uh, Hannah John Kamen, the uh, ghost from Emma and the Wasp, who I think is probably has potential the only one with potential as like a, a serious actor she just keeps kind of getting not so great roles um and um oh, what's the fucking guy from umbrella academy what's his name oh the monkey uh, guy yeah tom tom hopper tom hopper um yeah wesker um he's yeah his accent is uh comes in and out um I've noticed that I've watched three episodes of Umbrella Academy. I can't watch anymore because it's, yeah, it's not good. Um, but he, yeah, it's it, like the actor is English. Uh, you'll, you'll be able to tell that in uh, any American movie he's ever made or any American television show he's ever, he's ever uh, contributed to. Um, visual effects are, they're like, uh, I won't say PS2 cutscenes, but PS3 uh Cutscenes, I will, I will say, they're on par with those. <laughs> That's generous. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> so we're two generations behind, but you know, uh, I think this movie can should be should you know be gracious and take whatever it can get from me. Um, but yeah, I mean, all I, you know, I, I I've I've wasted all my shit on Wrath of Man. That I'm just kind of tired now. <laughs> and I really, yeah, I just all I have to say is I really hate this movie. And I can't, uh, in my right mind, tell anyone to go see it. In fact, I would ask anyone that was at all invested in the in the series just to cut your losses and not invest anymore in this franchise. Having seen this, it was really, really bad. Uh, I've seen bits of the Anderson movies, Anders, uh, uh, 
Paul W. S. Anderson is a producer on this movie. I found out at the end, <laughs> and um, I, I mean, it, is it is it more faithful to the games? Absolutely. Is it much better? No, it's 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 schlock. It's it's just really bad. If you want campy horror, watch The Evil Dead or watch, um, I don't know, fucking <laughs> Joe. Will be able to suggest something? I don't know. <laughs> Ask Joe. Um, literally anything else anything else <laughs> yes um, um but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you kind of hit, hit the nail on the head there it's the thing that like stood to me the most was how poor some of the line deliveries were and i know Ooh, the screenplay isn't yeah that great to begin with yeah. um what they were saying wasn't fantastic but like my god um some of the line deliveries are fucking brutal mm. um you were talking about the VFX. They were terrible. However, though, what I will say is the movie is actually photographed very well. It is. Like, yeah. The true. lighting. Yeah. It's Raccoon City actually looks pretty great. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess there's that. It's very That's clear. Positive. It's, it's very clear that they spent um, the whole production design part of the budget on uh, the Raccoon City Police Department uh, arch and police station itself and the Spencer Mansion. I've seen, I looked up what the Spencer Mansion looks like in the games and it's like this big fucking elaborate uh, mansion, like, um, you know, Wayne Manor fucking style. They go in, so they go into this mansion and it's the most underwhelming thing I've ever seen. Like I've been in yeah. to, I've been in rich folks' like houses that are bigger than this, like, house i mean it's a nice house but like uh it's like comparing your your bungalow to charles xavier's uh you know place it's it's not your bungalow joe just the average person's bungalow (laughs) (laughs) but um my bungalow um but yeah it's just really disappointing um do you know it got me thinking about old the mlh channel movie that came out a few months ago that's I think that's campy horror done well. Terrible script. You know, it got me thinking, you know, what if M. Night Shyamalan had like a writing partner that could remind him what real human being sounds like? And it'd like be a way better movie, you know? Old. Old's very enjoyable though. I couldn't, I was um uh it's one of the it's one of the funniest movies I've seen this year. Old. I I'd 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 go see this every I go see old every day over uh Resident Evil. Um but yeah. I don't know. I think the only reason we went to see it was because there was nothing else on, and it was cheap <laughs> on Tuesdays. It's uh, you can cheap tickets on Tuesdays, so it's like it was student day. Yeah, yeah. but like, um, I just can't. Like, I don't know how anyone could endorse this film and be like, "Oh, you should go out of your way and see this film." It's like, yeah. you know, this is what like Netflix and Amazon Prime are great for. It's just for throwing shit like that up mm-hmm. onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me sick that. Resident Evil probably got more screens and showtimes than a movie like Come On, Come On. Yeah. Or like any of the other films. Like, but hey, you know, it is what it is. I wonder how, like, I actually wonder, and again, I know nothing about Resident Evil, but I wonder how, like, the fans would have reacted to it. Like, if they would have cared that it was such a poorly made film (laughs) or poorly performed. It's, it's, you know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I've watched some YouTube guys um, who aren't really—they don't review movies or anything. You know, uh, Jake Baldino does uh, sure. yeah, game yeah. ranks. Yeah, he has his own YouTube channel. He just kind of talks 
about what everyone wants to talk about. And he's a big Resident Evil fan, and he just hated the movie. Uh, thought it was awful. He touched a lot on a lot of the points I just kind of mentioned there, the, especially the Spencer Mansion bit. Um, you know, with VFX, all that stuff. It's it's complete schlock and uh, not good schlock. There's good schlock, there's bad schlock, and more than likely it's gonna be a bad schlock, but schlock schlock schlock. Um anyway. Um I guess that leaves only one thing. The reason why you're all here and why you've kept going this long, or else you just skipped it. Um to which I say that's probably a smart decision. Um <laughs> but we're gonna talk about fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're very clever but also fuck you um we're going to talk about spider-man no way home the biggest release of the year um that's not controversial to say is it uh, june came out but i mean it's spider-man so this, yeah. this is the biggest movie of the year this is Definitely. the biggest movie of the year. yeah sure okay um hmm. what can we say about this movie that hasn't already been said it's uh it takes place after the events of spider-man far from home after peter Parker's identity is revealed to the public uh, via a tape left by the deceased Quentin Beck, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, so he's got uh, damage control up his back. He's got the feds up his back. He's got J. Jonah Jameson, played by J.K. Simmons, up his back. And the only friendly faces he has, or you know, some of them, the ones I can reveal, are like you know, Zendaya as MJ. You have um, Jacob Bataclan as. Um, Ned Leeds and you got Aunt May played by Marissa Tomei as well as a cast of other characters that have probably already been spoiled for you uh, so anyway here's a clip from Spider-Man No Way Home Hello Peter Hi do we, do I know you? What have you done with my machine? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about I don't know what machine Do you want to play games? Catch! <laughs> Don't worry, ma'am! I'm coming! Joseph Hines. We've been looking forward to this moment for a long time. The moment where we get to see Spider-Man No Way Home and talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. What did you think of Spider-Man No Way Home? Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home. What do you think? Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, <laughs> I, really, I, I loved it. I thought it was a great fucking movie. Um, mm. A great Spider-Man film. Um, mm. I was worried going into it, uh, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I thought that it was just going to be uh, fan service galore and they were just throwing in characters and actors just for the sake of it because mm. why not um, but to my surprise the way in which they melded villains from other universes from movies that we'd seen before and how they melded in with the MCU I thought was done masterfully mm. I think that there's an incredible amount of emotion uh, Tom Holland gives a fucking great performance, probably his best performance as Spider-Man. Um, the movie fucking flies. I think that, um, I guess, yeah, I, I think, I think Tom Holland really becomes Spider-Man in this movie. And I mm -hmm. think that, because I don't love Far From Home that much. 
I think that it's it doesn't really feel like a Spider-Man movie to me. Uh, then again, like already defines a Spider-Man movie, you could argue. But um, I felt like this was a great return to form and I think a great love letter to Spider-Man fans, uh, especially the movies. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's so hard to talk about without talking about like a lot of the, the big things that happen. Look, Joe, true. look, Joe, we'll, we'll go into spoilers if you want. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll, we'll go into spoilers. I think, I think, again, like this is a movie podcast that's come out now, probably what, like a week or two after the movie's come out. Yeah, so if you haven't yeah. seen it, like tough shit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give everyone a warning. So, okay. Yeah, so yeah. if you're still listening and you haven't seen Spider Man No Way Home, this is like, this is, this is your, this is your final warning or else, you know. You're just going to have this movie spoiled for you. Although, like, everyone else has kind of done that already. You know, they've kind of they've kind of ruined it for you, haven't they? Some people didn't give a shit. Yeah. They saw the movie and they were like, I'm going to post whatever. I was like, I was really, I was kind of cautious. Like, I didn't want to say anything mm. on, like, better end than like that. Because yeah. I don't want to ruin this experience. This was genuinely one of the best movie-going experiences I've had since, like, mm. Endgame. Like, especially, like, the audience just went mad, like... I know how they were for you, but I mean, like clapping and cheering and shit like that. It was fun. It was wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a, just an absolutely euphoric experience for me. Um, I've, I'm, I'm just still high off the movie. When did I see it? Thur- Thursday? I saw Thursday. And it, it's, it's an incredible achievement, um, <laughs> both cinematically and legally. It is. It's, it's incredible to watch. Um, I can imagine um, this is like the Smash Brothers of movies. It's like all the fucking legal gymnastics you have to fucking uh, do to, to to get everyone in here. I get we're in spoiler territory, so yeah. Uh, that thing about uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Charlie Cox and uh, is that it? Is that everyone? Yeah, all those guys. Yeah, Matt Murdock. Matt Murdoch. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie yeah, Cox. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're different people. Charlie Cox is Daredevil, yeah. but Matt Murdoch's just this blind lawyer. But um, yeah, they're all in the movie. Um, as if as if he didn't know. And they're really good. They're really good guys. Even Andrew Garfield, who's like, no, he's a very good actor. But uh, I'm very much indifferent to um uh, the amazing Spider-Man movies. I think the first one's pretty okay. I think I think I think it's pretty fine. And then the second one's a complete mess. Um, you know, and that's that's detailed in probably about uh, about a hundred, few hundred YouTube videos talking about uh, the troubled production uh, of, of Amazing Spider-Man Two. Um, but at least the suit looks cool, so that's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, ugh, seeing Toby, uh, obviously Andrew comes first. I feel like, like you know, they know who they know who who was more significant here. Um, they said Toby's the last, but it's like seeing Toby, I fucking wept. I like I couldn't like he that was that that was my first introduction to the character, like just watching the the, the videotape of of uh Spider-Man just on a loop all the time. Uh the videotape's probably in shit, but you know. But yeah, that's that's that was incredible. I um I I like who would have thought we'd ever see this? This is an impossible movie. This is an impossible like, yeah. like I, I'm questioning whether I'm in like some inception situation. Like someone has like plugged into my mind 
and has put in everything I want and they want me to dismantle my father's empire. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it's like, it's crazy. It's so, it's impossible. It's impossible because it's Sony. Um, and they're kind of cunty to work with. <laughs> so, you know, like, like two years oh. ago, two years ago, Tom Holland's Spider-Man wasn't going to be in the MCU. And now, now there's three Spider-Men in the same movie. And potentially they could be in more. I don't know. I'm happy enough with them just being in this movie, to be honest. Um, yeah, Joe, you say something, because I'm just kind of still speechless at the moment. It's, but yeah. here's, what, here's what I'm going to say, first of all, right? And this is going to be... I, I don't think this is controversial, because I think enough people have said this on Twitter already. Yeah. Um, Andrew Garfield stole the fucking show. Uh, which was so? the most I feel I, I think he completely sold the show. Mm. Um first of all he had the best entrance. Um and again entrance is one thing. He had the best lines. I felt like he was the most hairful. I felt like he was the best Spider-Man in this movie, which is weird. Um I mean enough people are clamming for the amazing Spider-Man three. I feel like that time has passed. Um yeah, there so. doesn't need to be an amazing Spider-Man three. Mm. I'm sorry guys like that time has come and gone. Um throw him into uh uh, into the Spider-Verse or across the Spider-Verse uh, that's enough um, hmm. you know you were talking about like how this movie is an impossibility and what has kind of occurred to me over the last few days is truly we are living in unprecedented times because hmm. this will never happen for a long long time like the fact that we got Endgame and No Way Home within the space of three years that won't happen again. Like, there's no way we could get an Endgame or No Way Home style film again for a long, long time. This movie is literally 20 years, um, however many movies, like nine movies. Um, Endgame was, you know, obviously an entire saga. This will never happen again. And there's something so sweet about that. You know, people obviously afterwards, they're like, oh, when are we going to see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield back again? It's like, we don't have to see them back. That's what makes it so fucking great. That's what makes it so impactful. Mm. Yeah, sure. I'm, look, if they made a Spider-Man 4 and had Raimi directing it, I guarantee you the box office would, I mean, Hollywood executives would probably just nut themselves. But like, there is something so beautiful about what happened in this movie and how they were used. They could have stuck this in. They could have stuck them in after the first 20 minutes and they didn't. And their roles were very minimal in that they didn't completely take over the plot. This is still a Tom Holland movie. Um, I just thought, yeah, as you were saying, it, it was just so wonderful to see Tobey Maguire again um, and just see them swinging and, and just fucking beating the shit out of the lads. <laughs> you know? I, like Again, it's just, I, I really feel like, and I know whenever we talk about Marvel movies, the conversation eventually goes to, oh, what's next? Um, and for me, I'm just so content with this movie. I, I just don't feel like I need to worry about the next Spider-Man film. Yeah. I feel like, you know, everything is as it should be. I feel like we got, I, I feel like this is like a great kind of send off to Garfield and Maguire. I don't feel like we need to see them again. And I feel like this sets up Tom Holland, Spider-Man in a beautiful way. Um, especially with them swinging through New York at the end um, in that great new suit 
that very shiny new suit. Um, very shiny, yeah. Very shiny. Mm. Um, I I feel like he's Spider Man now. Do you know what I mean? And before, and I was one of those assholes who was like, oh, it's Iron Boy Jr. Um, but I really felt like that was kind of the way he was. I felt like, I felt like I didn't really mind the villains having like an issue with Stark. I thought that was actually like really well done. And yeah, it makes and, sense. Yeah. And yeah. I felt like, again, it's a cinematic universe. There has to be some connectivity mm-hmm. in some way. Um, again, I feel like I'm rambling here, but I just, yeah, I think that the main takeaway is this is the feeling of watching this movie is so sweet and we will never have it again for a long, long time. Uh, this level of just fucking just hype of seeing these characters. Yeah. Um, so again, if they were to do Spider-Man, if they were to do a fourth Tom Holland film and they were to come back, it's it, that feeling wouldn't be there. Mm. Cause like I went into this movie, I, there was still a chance. Now let's face it. We all knew they were going to show up, but there was still a chance. We didn't know for a hundred percent if they were going to be in it. Mm. and like when they showed up man come on like, well, well yeah i mean I, I mean we kind of we kind of knew 100 well we pretty much knew like those the john campia leaked pictures kind of that was the final nail on the coffin yeah but like yeah. at the same time like as soon as you know as soon as you start seeing like multiple headlines you know that where there's smoke there's fire mm. I get that. But at the same time, if they're never shown in trailers, it's like there's still the chance that they could be cut or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I It would have been so funny if we went and we saw this movie and there was, they weren't in it. And it's just. Could you imagine? I mean, yeah. Well, my thing. I, so, I, I would have been content. I would have been content if they weren't in it and uh, Murdoch still was. I'd be like, no, yeah, fuck it. It's enough. Yeah, well, that's the thing I was most excited about, and I said I said it before, like he's like Daredevil's my my favorite Marvel character. So it's and and that you know that series, uh, the Netflix series, uh, was um, you know was was the, was the basis behind that. Like it's he's incredible. Charlie Cox is an incredible actor, um, and to see him, uh, like one of the best introductions to a character in any movie at all. Uh, would you call it a reintroduction? I don't know. It was fucking great. Like when he catches the brick, and oh, he's man. like, "I'm a really good. I'm just a really good lawyer." And I was like, what? "Bruh, <laughs> no reason yeah. to be this cool." But like, yeah, it, it was great. And like, we're gonna see a lot more of him. Obviously, we saw Kingpin in in Hawkeye today as well. Spoilers for Hawkeye. You've probably you know, people have probably seen it. But um, yeah, I mean, Feige has plans. He's obviously a, a big fan of at least some of the Netflix shows. Um, uh, but yeah, that was, that was my thing. That was my thing. I was, obviously I was, I was, I, you know, I knew Toby was in it, but like, you know, and Andrew, Andrew was very good in it. Garfield's very good in it, but uh, yeah, it pro- probably the best he's ever been. He's not this like jittery fucking cunt, like, you know, like he is in, in the other movies. But like Toby was, was the thing. It's the earnestness and sincerity that he had, you know, back in 2007, 2004, 2002. And he just kept it. He's just older now. Um, but it's like yeah. that scene when he's when he's talking to Doc. Oc. Yeah. Yeah. Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Yeah. Doc yeah. Ock. Doc, <laughs> Doc Cock. <laughs> Doc Cock. Yeah. When he's talking about like, you know, trying to do better. Like that's 
that's what they did so well. It's like yeah. the small little lines, mm. you know, that like in hindsight, like the, it, it's not that big of a deal in the movie, but like the people have been following this character for 20 years longer. Yeah. It's huge. Um, even like, and they knew exactly what they're doing. Like when uh, Norman Osborn was like, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, you, you just knew like the, I couldn't, I even, they, they even did the finger pointing thing twice. I didn't notice that. Yeah, twice. twice. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, they did it in the when Ned uh, calls out Peter's name, and they're all like facing each other and pointing at each other, and then they do it again yeah. when Sandman and Electro are, like swirling around them. That's the one you caught. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. They, they did it. They did it two times, and yeah. Um, uh, my favorite callback. Uh, I don't know if you'll dispute this with me. Was the the back. Uh, exchange with Andrew and Toby. Um, Andrew's like, "What's wrong with you?" He's like, "Oh, that's my back and my sister my back. <laughs> I want to see what my sister and like we we watch like a, a, an unhealthy amount of Bully Maguire uh, videos on YouTube, and we fuck we like everyone in the cinema lost it with the back thing. It was so fucking funny. It was like what it was like. Yeah. Um, th- that's one of the funniest things I've seen. The cow thing from Resident Evil. Um, probably the funniest thing I've seen I've seen all year. Um, you know, when we went to see House of Gucci, the the Lady Gaga Adam Driver sexy. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking shit. It was so funny. Um, that the, way, was, yeah. the way it speeds up, it's just yeah. it's like, just relentless. It's like <laughs> they should like use that sequence uh, when they're like uh, torturing guys in Guantanamo Bay, just like on repeat, just like make them like die laughing anyway uh <laughs> didn't mean to get political uh but yeah it was in- incredible let, let, let's uh let's head on to the villains um i think lizard and sandman suffered uh due to uh, the actors not being <laughs> being on being on set um yeah, yeah. Uh, there's not much to say about them only they were uh the only kind of low points in a movie that was just incredible um, any thoughts? I f- I feel like when you have five villains, there's only so much you can do, yeah. and I feel like they did such a good job that some of them are going to have to suffer. And like we have the luxury of having watched movies previously with them in it, where they get good development. And so I didn't really care about needing to hear a whole load from, you know, the lizard, yeah. um, who's played mainly for comedic effect, yeah. um, as they kept calling him a dinosaur. Uh, with Sandman, I actually felt like what they did was really smart and just like, just good fucking filmmaking, you know, having them be CGI. And then yeah. I guess like redoing the visual effects and using the same footage. Um, yeah. I, I would like when I was watching, I was like, the thought in my head, I, I didn't know for sure if that's what they did, but the thought in my head was, would they just have taken the foot? Like, would they really have brought in the actor and have him do the same kind of thing? Yeah. It, it seems kind of odd. Um, and especially when he was only in kind of sand form, I was like, yeah, something's up here, but it didn't subtract from the movie at all. Like, I feel like if the actor was available, it would have been the same scenes just with him not being all sandy. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, for me, um, the biggest takeaway was, um, you know, obviously Dr. Octopus and, and, um, Norman Osborn, Norman Osborn and, Norman Osborn's performance as well. Um, what's his name? Uh, Willem Dafoe. 
Willem Dafoe's performance is just fucking great. Like that scene in the apartment where when he's fighting Peter is just <laughs> top tier. Um, Norman's on sabbatical, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, he's fucking grinning and he's just going yeah. ham and he's just crazy. Yeah. Um, like I watched the first, uh, I rewatched the first Spider-Man film, uh, the Raimi movie. And like, you kind of feel for him. You're like, oh man, he just like, he was just kind of driven by money and he just took this enhancer and it drove him crazy. You feel kind of sorry for him. And he does in some way, in some fucked up way, love his son. But in this movie, he's just an evil fucker. He's just, he is the Green Goblin and you genuinely hate him. Um, And you want him to just, you want Peter to just beat the shit out of him, which is what makes that ending so sweet. Because you're kind of there with, you know, Tom Holland, but at the same time, you're like, this isn't right. Um, yeah, man, Green Goblin in this movie was just amazing. I like that they got rid of the helmet. I was like, I want to yeah. see that face. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was great. Um, do you know, I went back and watched... I well, See, the thing is, before the movie, I watched Spider-Man, uh, the first Sam Raimi one. I watched that. And then after the movie, I watched it again. And do you remember the thing um that peter says after you know he says the line i'm something of a scientist myself have you do you remember do you remember what he said uh afterwards no yeah after uh, what did he say to norman after after that no i can't remember he said this is fucking great now okay this is so much this is like so rewarding peter says um something to the effect of i've read your paper on nanotechnology Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Which is I like. <laughs> that's that's just such an excellent uh, accident uh, yeah. that that happened because like he does use the the nanotech and and so does Doc Hawk as well. But yeah, it's uh, that was just such a nice little touch to go back to two thousand to a movie from two thousand two, and just you know pick up on that. Like the screenwriters must have just like fucking loved just loved yeah. love that but yeah he is the the mvp of of the movie as far as as um out of continuity characters go for me he is he's exceptional i was worried going to the into this movie um about the handling of the villains because like you think with all the villains they do have a wrapped up arc uh they either die with a wrapped up arc or they go to prison with a they kind of finished um, arc and you get closure with these characters that you never knew you wanted um, with Otto Octavius, uh, him and Peter at the end, uh, whether, you know, he's, he remarks that he's grown, you know, he's grown. Yes. How he is. And that's lovely. Um, it's yeah, that, that's incredible. That's really good. Um, even with Electro, who gives a fuck about Electro, but I, I kind of gave a shit about Electro in, in, in this one. Like, you know, because Peter obviously feels a bit, Andrew, I'm going to just call him Andrew. Andrew feels obviously a bit bad about all that. Um, he feels somewhat responsible, even even though he's kind of gone down a darker path. He's kind of, uh, he still remembers the whole Max Dillon situation. But yeah, it's it's amazing what, what they've done with the characters to make this whole, to make this work uh, from a story perspective and also from a fan service perspective, I I really didn't think they'd be able to pull it off, but they did. Um, yeah, really, really, 
really good stuff. Uh, I love his suit. I love uh, Norman's suit at the end. Um, I think it's I think it's really cool. He got the goggles, and it's all kind of torn up, and he's got he's got like uh, blades kind of strapped onto his hands and shit like that. It's um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 really great, and uh, I think Marissa Tomei is really great in this movie. Uh, similar to what you're kind of saying about Tom Holland, like it's it's like she's really kind of came into her own in this movie, and ultimately they were kind of setting her up to die. <laughs> But I think she's happy with that. And uh, uh, based on an interview I saw uh, not so long ago. Um, and uh, yeah, look, that that's great. And I, I, I'm i okay with, you know, the great power, great responsibility line going to her and her being the, her death being the motivation for Peter to kind of fully become Spider-Man that we know. And the future is really bright for, for the character. Obviously, we know there's going to be a trilogy set uh, during the, the Peter Parker college years, and um, you do get a sense w- at the end when everything is said and done, and he goes to meet MJ and and Ned, and he doesn't tell them about everything. That like this guy is like this guy's seen some shit, but he's kind of come out the better from it. Um, yeah, I I find it so fucking funny how Tom Holland is playing coy in interviews of like, I don't know if I'll come back as Spider-Man. We'll see. It's like, man, what else do you have? <laughs> like, yeah. like every other movie has just gone like tits yeah. up for you. Chaos right? walking too. <laughs> uh, he's like, he's yeah. like, well, he's like, oh, I might become a landlord. I was like, why? Why are you fucking evil or something? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, but yeah. I might be a producer on the next one. It's like, no, just be in it. Like, <laughs> Do you know what? How do you feel about because I would, you know, the, the world on the grandmother knows is going to be another trilogy. Do you feel like it should end after the college one, or do you think there should be another trilogy where he's like an adult, maybe potentially teaching, um, something like that? I mean, if they do a full trilogy, like a full trilogy, I I, I don't see any reason why the first two movies could wouldn't take place in college and by the way something that i love about the first two no way home fi- or not no way home the first two like homecoming style films is mm-hmm. that kind of john hughes kind of like um yeah you know that kind of like ferris bueller's day off kind of feeling of it i really want them to do like a college like a, movies that feel like you know he's a college student um american pie <laughs> yeah literally like yeah. Like have it feel like have him be in college. Like that's the whole fucking aspect of Spider Man that people love is the relatability. Um, that being said, you know he's in M- he's in MIT. I don't think we can really relate to that, James. Oh, I don't know. I, good, I old, mean, good old GMIT. Well, uh, well, that's the, well, that's the thing. I don't think he's going to MIT because that um, nobody knows who he is. But then he did ask. Um, Zendaya in the coffee shop, like, or are you looking forward to MIT? Yeah, that would be. I feel like that would be an. But MIT, but, but MIT's in Boston. He won't go to Boston. Is it Boston, Massachusetts? Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't go there in the comics. He goes to Empire State, so that's in New York. So he goes there, I guess. Yeah, but then if he did the trilogy, I guess most of it he'd probably get like an internship, like at Oscorp or something like that. I still feel like if if Avengers Towers gets bought by someone, it should either be um, the Fantastic Four or it should be 
Oscorp and have him again. Uh, you know, the, did you see that fan casting where they had Timothy Chalamet as Harry Osborne? And yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah, Matthew McConaughey. I feel like that's a good, that's actually a really good casting. That'd be the second um, time that Timothy Chalamet has played the son of Matthew McConaughey. Interstellar. <gasps> Fucking yes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 I, well, there you go. Um. Damn. Yeah. I feel, yeah. Also, a, another thing about the college trilogy, um, when it comes to like villains, I know we were saying before, like I would have loved to have seen the audio Octavius of the MCU, but they have Vulture. They introduce Scorpion in Homecoming. Mm-hmm. They have Mysterio. Um, I feel like they've built up a pretty good rogues gallery already. And Shocker, I, they're going to be doing Craven. Shocker, did he survive the end of Homecoming? Um, I think so. Yeah, he didn't kill him anyway. There was also um the Tinkerer. Oh, um, yeah. So like they have like they have a good rogues gallery. I feel like, um, you know, if they did Craven and maybe I don't know who else you could do. Um, just a few other. I mean, like the Magia are pretty. I like the Magia. They're pretty cool. Uh, Mister Negative would be cool. Like, Mister, ne- he, he negative, could take yeah. over a feast after Aunt May died and. Uh, you'd have Mr. Negative. I mean, like a lot of people. I mean, I didn't know fuck up Mr. Negative for the con- for the game. Uh, I'll be honest, but he's a cool character. I think that would be really interesting to to see. Um, obviously they're setting up Venom, uh, the Black Suit saga, uh, potentially, because that that piece of the symbiote that falls off uh, Tom Hardy, that that has the intention of going to New York, so it'll attach itself to Peter Parker in one of the next few movies and. Uh, then we have the the whole black suit thing, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when they actually get around to making these movies. It <laughs> has to be in phase five. Like another yeah. trilogy. It's just it's like I can't wait, but like it's just yeah. it seems like damn, that's a lot. Like yeah. well, I, I think I think you know, and it's one of the good things about Spider-Man movie rights being owned by Sony. Like Sony can kind of take care of all that. Marvel have a creative hand in it, but Sony take care of everything else and it's like then everything in the Disney house is like that's taken care of um so that I mean it, it, it's kind of you know the, the studio's gonna help bear the burden not the burden <laughs> the fucking billion dollar burden um yeah. but, you know it's like look finding time to make the movie with, with all the fucking dosh all 2.4 billion dollars that this movie is gonna make. Uh, this the, 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 the next the next three movies are going to be prioritized as you as you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of it, really. I mean, uh, the future is bright. It's as you said, like this is like he's become Spider Man now. You know, he's a complete fucking loner. Like people said, that Garfield was the loner Spider Man. This guy is properly alone. He knows nobody. Yeah. Nobody knows him. He's like, like it's it's a devastating ending. It's probably the best ending in a Marvel movie, um, probably. And there's some good endings. Like Endgame has a great ending. Um, Infinity War is a great ending. Uh, Iron Man, I guess, has a great ending. I know it's like the I Am Iron Man thing, but it's it's iconic. Um, That's great, yeah, yeah. There there is like there is some great endings in Marvel movies. Say what you want about the third acts. Actually, this this is like, you know, Marvel, you know. As, as critically acclaimed as most of the movies are, uh, they 
there is some third act uh, issues with some of them. This is probably like between this and Endgame, the probably the best third acts in a Marvel movie. Um, does really great stuff. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, like as you were talking about the ending, it is. It's so depressing. Yeah, it's, but it's just yeah. so. It's, but it's necessary. It's like, I want, like, I feel like that's a core part of Peter Parker. It's just like, you know, making his own suit and like going through that as opposed to Stark shipping him one where he can just kind of cherry pick what he wants. Mm. Um, and yeah, something I wanted to bring up, um, and this is what I was thinking about the last year. I was watching The Amazing Spider-Man 2 recently and the web swinging in that. No, but the web swinging in that is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it like is, the yeah. scene, the scene at the start with the armored car, um, and even when he's fighting Electro, like some of the most good, like it looks like it's an actual guy in a suit swinging. The swinging in this movie, Tom Holland, this I think it's the CGI. It just looks very video game esque. Mm. I don't know what it is. Even at the end, you know, he's like kind of sliding on the roof. Mm. It just seems yeah. so unrealistic. Yeah. Um, he said when he's talking about Spider-Man. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like um This is like this is like Mark Kermode. Uh you reviewed Clifford the Big Red Dog there last week, and he said Clifford is just simply too big. It's <laughs> like <laughs> 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 yeah. it's just you know, and maybe again, I feel like the CGI in this movie for the most part, it wasn't it wasn't bad, like you know, it was serviceable, which is kind of what I can say about most Marvel movies. I think the only one that was really bad was Black Widow. Some of the yeah. CGI in Black Widow was GTA level. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I kind of hope they improve on that. It's just like, that shit is just, I love that shit where he's just like swinging through New York. It's the most, oh, it's the most satisfying thing to see. I wish I could play that PS4 game. That's, I, I, I oh, guarantee. Oh, I just, oh, you're an Xbox guy. Oh yeah. I've I've never played the Spider-Man game. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my! Yeah. Get your get yourself a PS5, will you? Do it for me. Oh, Go on. Uh, <laughs> do it for you. We should start um, like a GoFundMe thing. Uh, all the all the money goes to to Joe getting his PS5 and uh, his his copy of Spider-Man. Please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> please. Is there yeah, DLCs as well? There, oh yeah. Well, there's like the. The, the city that never sleeps uh, DLC. There's like three, three stories in that, and then there's the Mods Morales game, which is like the same thing but a bit better. Um, okay. The the story isn't better. It's the story is pretty predictable, but the gameplay is better. Like there's extra extra little things in there, but yeah, it's, it's all all good stuff. You must feel a bit like oh, Xbox. It's like Halo, and for and um, <laughs> Fortnite and Forza. Yeah, look, I'm not that much of a gamer anyway, yeah, so it's yeah. not that heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, and can you not even like, can you buy it on a PC? Uh, no, no. I mean, it's not impossible. Like, uh, they're, like they're, they're they've been releasing PlayStation games on PC. Like, I think The Last of Us Two is on PC. Okay, I don't know if I'm wrong. Uh, there is some. Uh, in the same way, there's like Xbox games on PC. So, I mean, it's not impossible, but um, I don't know. The, the Uncharted you games are on PC. You have the PS4. I have the right. PS4. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really bothered. 
I'm not bothering it. Second hand PS4 or something. Yeah. Um, you could. Yeah. I'm, I don't not getting have... a, I'm not getting a PlayStation. Fuck this. You... No, uh, I'll, I'll just suffer. I'll just suffer. All right. Okay. I'll, well, I'll wait for Spider-Man Four. I, I guarantee you, if you had if you had the game, you wouldn't put it down for the entire day. It's it's something else. It's so good. It's like one of my favorite yeah. games ever. Um, but yeah. Um, anything else, Spidey-ish? You want to talk about? Uh, one other scene I really liked was when Andrew caught MJ. I thought that was really well performed mm-hmm. and just really heartbreaking. Yeah, I know you're not the biggest fan of the Amazing Spider-Man, but I think he's fine. I, I'm it's not either. Like, yeah, I I think he's fine. I mean, like the 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 Iron Man Junior criticism that is leveled on Tom Holland by some people. I feel like you could level um, uh, a, a fair amount on Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man where he's just like, the fuck is this guy? Like, the guy has like more in common with like Bart Simpson than he does with Peter Parker with all the skateboarding he does. <laughs> like, you know, it's... Don't have a cow, man. You know, it's it's like... He's just such a moody little bitch. And he's like, he's like, um, you know, like Sam with Wiki in the Transformers movie. He's always like, like, the stuttering. He doesn't even have it's like a speech impediment, you know? It's all about. <laughs> um, fair. You know, it's, he's just, he's really irritating, I find. And like, and do you ever like listen to like Andrew Garfield in interviews? And he's yeah. like one of those overactive listeners. Where he's like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and they like lean in, and he's like almost like kissing you or something. Like there's this uh, roundtable thing, you've probably seen it with um, uh, Mahershala Ali, Garfield, and um, Dev Patel, and I think there's some other people there. And like Dev Patel's talking about Moonlight or whatever, and Andrew Garfield is like, he's into it. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. He's yeah, yeah. which is fine. But it's just like I don't know. It's just you know, he just kind of annoys me, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, I mean, he's in one of my favorite movies of this year, Tick Tick Boom. Have you seen that yet? I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix now, isn't it? Yeah. So I better, I better have a look at that. But um, yeah, what the fuck is that noise? It's like whistling or something. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I I've heard like two songs from it. I, I will I will see it before the year is out, which isn't that long away, is it? It's like it's 22nd of December now. Um but yeah, I, I will I will have a look at that. Um it's just like his his mannerisms kind of annoy me and doesn't help that he's mo- that the Spider-Man movies he did aren't great. I hate all the parents uh Oscorp shit. I just don't like that. I don't need to see that. Um, yeah, but Toby was the main main source of tears for me. And Charlie Cox is Daredevil, who I adore. I just adore uh Cox. <laughs> <laughs> I adore Cox. Um yeah. <laughs> I adore Cox. And um I love, I love, I love yeah, oh we do, we do. Um, so one I, of those actors, one of those actors who can fucking nail an Irish accent. Yes, well. yeah. George Kin. I haven't yet, but I've heard Maybe. amazing things about. I watch. I watched a bit of like the first episode. Uh, I don't think the show is for me, but uh, he's a great actor, and uh, 
Um, the accent is spot on. Perfect. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, man, I can't fucking wait for what's to come, you know. Um, that's, 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 that's really all we can say, really. Um, and else. <laughs> I think that's it. I mean, it's definitely worth seeing. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, go see it. This movie needs all the help you can get, uh, or it can get. Uh, so, uh, you know, go go uh, see it maybe once or twice. Uh, um, maybe yeah. stop after 1.5 billion. Just stop watching the movie. Stop the count. <laughs> stop, stop the count. <laughs> stop, stop the count. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. I mean, obviously, you know, it's kind of like, a win-win situation for you, Joe, because even if you do lose the bet, it's a heap, heap of money for, for, for Spider-Man, so that's cool. And either way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We all win. Um, I guess we'll leave it there. Um, thank you so much for listening up until this point. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? Um, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the old... Uh, uh, geekery on display here. Um, there'll be more common. We got a we got a, a diehard uh, retrospective special, which will be the first in a series uh, that we'll do. We're doing it mainly because we love diehard and it's Christmas. So yeah. Um, but yeah, look forward to that. That's coming next few days, probably. Looking at Joe. Joe's nodding. Joe's nodding. Not Joe. I mean. Let's fucking do it. The best Christmas movie, by the way. Um, I don't want to hear any. I don't want to. I don't want to hear any of this shit about fucking Home Alone or Elf. Come on. Oh no. Well, I see James McLean kick some ass. Well, I I won't call Die Hard the best Christmas movie, but uh, I will not vouch for Home Alone. Not not the biggest Home Alone fan. But anyway, I think we've lost listeners after I said that. Uh, but anyway, um, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Joe for coming along. Uh, join me as always. Thank you, Joe. Love you. Love me. All right. And um, yeah, farewell for me. Um, guess I'll see you next week. Bye. Slong. 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 Do 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 do